Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals from Montreal tonight here on 101 ESPN. And Joe Micheletti will be on the broadcast. We're looking forward to that. He's been great on games one and two because he's great every single time he calls a hockey game. The former Blues assistant and former Blues broadcaster and former Blues player joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joe, it's always good to hear your voice. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, doing great, Randy. Michelle, thanks for the kind words. Everything's good. Thank you. Well, Joe, they're down 2 nothing. so what are some keys for Montreal as they go against the Lightning in Game 3? Yeah, I guess the obvious one, Michelle, is, is find a way to score against Andre Vasilevsky. I, I thought Montreal was the much better team in Game Number 2, which, um, which was a little bit of their pattern because if you go back to the previous series against Vegas, they weren't very good in the first game against Vegas. And a lot of people thought, well, this is going to be a short series, four or five games. And then they, you know, they turned it around and uh, they were the much better team and ended up beating Vegas in six. So, uh, so the same thing kind of happened in this with the exception of they couldn't find a way to beat uh, Andre Vasilevsky. So, you know, they, they have two goals in two games that obviously is not enough to win. So I, I think what they'll, I think they come into game three, Michelle, with a lot more confidence in knowing that they played well enough to win, but they're going to have to do a few more things, including trying to get more deflections and more screenshots uh, against Vasilevsky in order to uh, find a way to beat him. Joe, it seems to me that when you have as many star players as Tampa Bay has, it's hard to put together the other elements to build the Stanley Cup championship team. This is kind of like, it looks to me like a team that's built outside of the salary cap, but within the cap. It's really a good unit, isn't it? You know, Randy, I, I think about this, this Tampa Bay team, and um, you know, I think back to, I think way back to when we were trying to beat the Islanders and in the early eighties. And at that time, you know, the Islanders, they, they won four, four straight Stanley cups and they had the type of team that when you would think about how you would beat them, they had an answer to every way that you would come up with. If you tried to, you know, outscore them, that was difficult. If you tried to out hit them, that was a difficult way to beat them. If you tried to out tough them, uh, you couldn't do that either. If you tried to intimidate them, that that wouldn't work. If you tried to out goaltend them or or out uh, check them, uh, that would be a difficult thing to do as well. And so, you know, this this Tampa Bay team kind of has all those different elements that uh, and different ways they can beat you. And they showed it in Game Two, where you know they weren't the better team by any means, but they had the better goaltender, and the goaltender uh, without question won them the game. You know, it really helped, Randy, that um, for them, there were so many question marks going into the season about how they were going to deal with the salary cap, with, with the roster they had and the players they needed to resign. The fact that they were able to put Kucherov on the uh, long-term IR list for the entire season with his salary of over $9 million allowed them to resign some players and, 
and, uh, you know, and keep their team intact for the most part. And, you know, it was under the rules. They didn't break any rules to do that. And then they get him back in the playoffs. And he's one of the best players. So, you know, that the salary cap is always an issue, but they've, uh, they've utilized it well. Joe, I wanted to ask you about the local product, the St. Louis and Pat Maroon, who is primed to win his third consecutive Stanley Cup. And Pat Maroon is not the guy who's going to be the number one star every night, but he just plays such a vital role on not only the Lightning, but when he was with the Blues in a team's success. And it's just crazy to me to think of all people that Pat Maroon is the guy that's in line to win a third Stanley Cup in a row. You know, he's such a good story and he's such a, he's such a good guy. I mean, personal, uh, uh, personally, when you get to, you can get to know Pat um, and he's such a, he's such an excellent teammate. And so when you think back just a couple of years ago to Michelle, when, and you remember when, um, when Tampa Bay got swept by Columbus uh, in the first round, and that was a year that, a lot of people picked Tampa Bay to win the cup as they did the previous year and the previous year to that. They've had this long stretch, and then they, they kind of looked at themselves and they said, what are we missing? And part of what they were missing was just a, a, a team toughness, a grit that you have to have to win a Stanley Cup. And so, so Pat was you know, one of the first ones that, that joined that list that they went out and, and signed uh, to add to what they needed, and they added more on defense, and then they made a couple of uh, of trade deadline deals that brought in Barkley Goodrow and and Coleman, who not only add some toughness and grit to the way they play, but they can also score, and they can you know it's a it's a fabulous third line. So Pat was kind of the was kind of the centerpiece, I think, to that, and now gave them something that they that they didn't have before. And so when something starts going a little awry or crazy, as we see in Stanley Cup playoffs, guess who's in the middle of it? It's Pat Maroon, and then he's got other teammates, and it's a, now it's a team toughness that they have. So they can't be physically intimidated, and a lot of that has to do with uh, with the way Pat is and, and the way he plays. And and the other thing, and it's not just that, he's got he's got excellent hands for a big man. And so you can throw him on the power play and you can, uh, you know, he can, he can, he can make some plays. And that's something that you have to be able to do um, to stay in the league. So he's a good story. Our friend Joe Micheletti with us on 101 ESPN. And Joe, we wanted to talk to you about the Blues because the report came down from Frank Saravelli earlier in the week that Vladimir Tarasenko, who has an old trade clause with the Blues, has given the Blues a list of teams with, that he would be willing to be traded to. I want to start with this. The guy's played 34 games in the last two years and had three shoulder surgeries. Do you think that the return for Tarasenko can still be strong for the Blues? I think so, uh, because there's always teams that are looking for more scoring. And depending on, it depends on which teams uh, that he will be, or that will allow Doug Armstrong to uh, talk to and whether they have cap space. Uh, you know, that's, that's such a big thing now. You know, every dollar is so uh, important to these teams because of, you know, the, the cap is going to stay the same for a while. And so I think you you have more teams that um, on a daily basis, you know, if they don't need a player and they can and and they don't have to worry about sending them to the minors, so they can save a few dollars here and there over the course of the season. That's become much much more important. And so then the other factor you have is how happy is the player? 
you know, is the, does the player want to move on and, and get to a new, uh, a new situation for whatever reasons. And, and we've seen it, you know, players, players change over time, either from a standpoint of how they play, um, where they want to play, uh, who they want to play with, uh, you know, once they, as they mature, get married, have kids, a, a lot of things, a lot of players and uh, top players go through all these different changes in their lives. And, and sometimes uh, it's best for both the team and the organization to try and make a deal uh, that is helpful for both. So it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, that uh, these things are happening because it's going on throughout the league. Joe, one of the teams that people are talking about here is the Rangers, a young team, a lot of cap space. Tarasenko and Panarin are friends. Just from a skill standpoint, does Vladdy fit in with what Chris Drury and Gerard Gallant and the the Rangers would seem to be heading towards? Uh, personally, I don't think so. Um, and the reason I say that is there's, there's no question about Tarasenko's, you know, talent. Um, but to me, I, I think that, and again, I'm, I'm not Chris Drury, uh, but I'm just, uh, when I look at the Rangers and where they are, they've got strength on the wings. And if anything, I think they'd be looking for a top notch number two center. And, and, and a little bit more uh, stability on defense. So, you know, they, they've, got, they've got a lot of wings on this team, both, uh, you know, both like Panarin, who's 28, 29, and then they've got a lot of youth that are really top prospects. So unless they're willing to give up some of their top prospects on the wings in order to get somebody established as Tarasenko, um, you know, uh, that – you know that again is something that they would decide, but but it is a strength of theirs, and I, and I would think that get you know getting a center of defenseman would be uh, first and foremost. But again, I'm not the general manager. You should be. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's all. It's all good where I am. Good. <laughs> well, a lot of they have a lot of pressure. It's it's changed over the years. Yeah, it sure has. Well, I'll ask you one more hypothetical GM question, Joe. A lot of people in St. Louis are really dreaming about the idea of Matthew Kachuk coming to the Blues. There's rumors that he may want out of Calgary. Do you see that happening in any way? Do you see Calgary moving on from Matthew Kachuk? I, what I see is I, I see Calgary trying to make some changes to their team. And uh, I, don't, I don't think that Matthew Kachuk is someone that they say, this is someone that we should move. Uh, to me, Matthew Kachuk is a player that you, you can build around, and especially when you watch the playoffs. You know, just watch what's going on in the playoffs. I mean, you, you've got to have grit and toughness and attitude and and uh, and talent, and so to me, Matthew Kachuk has all those things. Now, can they move a player like Matthew Kachuk and get a couple of pieces back that they need? And so then it makes it, you know it makes the trade look like you're getting rid of you know you're you're maybe weakening yourself at one position, but you're strengthening yourself at a couple other spots. So you know, and again, there's always the cap issue that that is is part of this. So. Um, I, you know, I look at, uh, to me, he is a, he is a Daryl Sutter type of player, hard nosed, uh, and can play. And so, you know, whether that takes time for those, for, for that to work out there or not, 
uh, we'll see. You know, would he love to come back to, to St. Louis? You know, probably because of his ties there. But uh, I think there, there, I think there's a list of teams around the National Hockey League that would get in line to make that deal. Joe Micheletti, we love hearing your voice on the broadcast of the Stanley Cup Finals here on 101 ESPN, and we always appreciate your time when you join us on one of the shows. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of the finals and a great offseason, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Randy, Michelle, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. That is the great Joe Micheletti, the best analyst in terms of teaching the game that I've ever heard in hockey. He's taught me so much in watching him do the games, and he's a great guy as well. So good to have him with us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.